whether you are starting a business or running a business, maybe you're producing a podcast like The Kara Golden Show. Let's face it, it's always way harder than one might expect. Lots of little details, meticulous planning, producing product, guest coordination, editing, promoting each episode. It's all a ton of work. Managing merchandise, managing cases and book sales too, layer after layer of complexity. And if you're like me, looking for ways to operate more efficiently and effectively is the name of the game. That's why I'm going to let you in on a little secret. ShipStation, the tool that is here to help you and you need to know all about it. With ShipStation, you can integrate with all the places you sell online, optimize your shipping, save costs and time. Personally, ShipStation has been a lifesaver for me. Its automation features allow me to manage orders from anywhere and print shipping labels with just a click. Seriously, it's that easy. And the cost savings? Unbelievable. With discounts up to 89% off carrier rates, you can't go wrong. Significant savings. And who doesn't want that? An easy-to-use dashboard, robust reporting. Oh, and did I mention that over 130,000 companies have leveraged ShipStation to grow their businesses? Not much churn either. 98% of them stay with ShipStation because it truly works. ShipStation is it. So if you're ready to streamline your shipping process and focus more on what you love, head over to ShipStation.com the innovative tool that helps turn your shipping challenges into opportunities for growth. Go to ShipStation.com and use code CARA to sign up for your free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, code CARA. Use code CARA for a free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, promo code CARA. I am unwilling to give up that I will start over from scratch as many times as it takes to get where I want to be. I want to be. You just want to make sure you will get knocked down, but just make sure you don't get knocked out. Knocked out. So your only choice should be go focus on what you can control. 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 Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Kara Golden Show. Join me each week for inspiring conversations with some of the world's greatest leaders, We'll talk with founders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and really some of the most interesting people of our time. Can't wait to get started. Let's go. Let's go. Hi, everyone. It's Kara Golden from The Kara Golden Show, and I'm thrilled to have my next guest here. We have Rita Hazan, who is the founder and CEO of actually two different businesses, not that Having one is is uh, busy enough, but Rita Hazan Salons, which of course you've heard of, but Rita Hazan products as well, which are absolutely the bomb. I mean, they are so great. And we are so privileged to have her here. Um, we actually met through her husband, who has helped us out. He um, is in real estate in New York City and it helped us out. Uh, with some things. And I was like, wait a minute, you you are married to the Rita Hazan. And uh, we got connected. So I'm so thrilled to share, have her share a little bit more about her story. And uh, she definitely is known for 
um, for color and hair, and uh, she's a disruptor and an innovator and an artist, and she is one of the most sought-after hair colorists in the world. You might have seen that she has worked on the color creation uh, for celebrities, including Beyonce and J-Lo and Madonna and so many others. So I, I started looking her up and definitely was just blown away at how busy you've been. <laughs> yeah. And also just because, you know, you're not 90. I mean, you've like, you've had a lot going on over. You yeah, know, started very young. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So can't wait to hear your journey and your growth and hear more about the products that you launched too. So welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. So let's start at the beginning. So did you always know that you would be in the business that you're in today? Yes. <laughs> Very simple answer. I remember being in high school and they had like college day and I was like, I'm not going to college. I know what I want to do. I can do hair. I mean, my hair was so difficult. It's so curly. And I figured if I can do my own hair, then there's a job for me somewhere here. And I used to color my grandmother's hair in our house. She used to use uh, at-home box dye. Mm. And I really loved doing it. And then I started to um, just um, experiment with different box dyes and then, you know, we just played around. She was my grandma. Let me do whatever I wanted. And she was happy to do it. And then her, all of her friends used to come over and we used to do like a beauty day and they bring their box color and I would put it on. And it was so fun. So I said, you know, what? I'm going to beauty school. And my mom was a little resistant in the beginning at the time. Like women didn't really do hair. It was really like mostly male dominated industry especially gay men were doing hair a lot not right. really women so she was a little resistant but she saw that i was really 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 interested in doing it so she said okay let's go so she took me to school and i signed up because at the time i needed a guardian to sign for me i was too young it's like 17 i wasn't even 18 yet oh my god and That's then when wild. i finished beauty school i knew exactly where i wanted to work i wanted to work for orbe because he was where it was at at the time and I worked for him for about 10 years, my entire career. And then that's where I met a lot of the celebrities I worked with. He gave me a huge opportunity. They really liked the work I was doing. It was a little bit different than everybody was doing. You know, it was natural, but also dramatic at the same time. It was like really good stage hair color and also beautiful in person, which was very hard to create. After 10 years, I worked for him. I said to him, you know, I think I'm like naturally need to do something different. I appreciate everything you've done for me. I'm going to open my own salon. And he was really happy for me, which really never happens in this business. Usually when you break yeah. off and go somewhere else, they're upset. But, you know, we had a really good relationship and I spoke to him before I did anything. And he was he was um, really amazing and helpful. Before we go further into that, I want to even back up a little bit. So first of all, your grandmother, right? So you're, so she sort of was, was kind of the, the start of this in many ways, like inspired you and, and invited people over and helped you 
maybe you didn't know it at the time, but was really helping you to find your passion and and what you were most interested in doing. That's awesome. Yeah. So cool. And then I also read that you grew up in a family that owned businesses. So were you got were they in the salon business? Oh. How often have you thought about learning a new language only to be stopped by that memory of yours from the last time you tried to learn a language when it didn't go so well? Okay, maybe it wasn't a language that you were interested in learning, or perhaps all those poorly written textbooks in your sixth grade class weren't that well written after all. I have a great tip for you. It's called Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program around, available on desktop or app, no matter where you choose to learn it or what platform you choose to learn on, Rosetta Stone works and it truly immerses you in the language you choose to learn quicker and easier than you ever imagined to. Maybe you're getting ready to travel abroad this summer and you want to learn a bit of Portuguese, let's say, before your trip. Rosetta Stone can help. I know this firsthand as I did just this before traveling to Portugal last year. I learned Portuguese through Rosetta Stone, and by doing so, I not only got a better grasp of the spoken language of Portugal, but it got me very excited for the trip itself before I went. They even have a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation as you are learning, too. They've got you covered. Rosetta Stone's trusted experts are the real deal. They've been helping people just like you for over 30 years helping millions of people to learn Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and my favorite, Portuguese. The lessons are five to 10 minutes long and include practical exercises so that you can pick up the language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. No English translations either, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in the language you are focused on, helping you get the long, term retention you are looking for. And who wouldn't want that? Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Kara Golden Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, today. In today's world, which I will admit can at times seem filled with too much of the wrong information, it's essential to find a good source that truly gets to the heart of what I want to know. I am super excited about our next sponsor as I've been a big fan of their content for some time now. That sponsor is The Washington Post. Their depth on topics from business to tech isn't just impressive, it's essential reading for me. Whether I'm catching up on the latest tech trends or understanding how the day's news truly impacts my family, the Washington Post is my trusted source. Let's talk specifics. Their business and tech coverage, absolutely top-notch. Just imagine having the most insightful articles at your fingertips, including the unparalleled AI reporting from Drew Harwell or the pulse on tech and online culture from Taylor Lorenz. And the best part? You can listen to articles just like you listen to this podcast, making it perfect for your busy lifestyle. 
I was just reading an article from one of my favorite Washington Post writers, Frances Stead Sellers. She covers entrepreneurs like myself, but also covers other interesting topics, including health, as well as some very interesting books. I also love getting their For You newsletter, which is their roundup of stories tailored just for my interests, right in my inbox every evening. The Washington Post app is super well done, I think. It makes it incredibly easy to stay up to date and follow my favorite journalists on the go. And if you ever thought that the Washington Post is just about politics, think again. They cover everything under the sun, from climate and culture to crosswords and cooking, providing a world of surprising stories and vital insights. Okay, enough of the love fest that I have for the Washington Post. Here's the deal. Being a listener of The Kara Golden Show has its benefits, and this one is too good to miss. Now is the time to sign up for The Washington Post. Go to WashingtonPost.com slash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. That's 80% off their typical offer. So this is truly a steal. Once again, that's WashingtonPost.com backslash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. Nobody's in the beauty industry. No, no, no. That's why it was so weird for them. Like, what do you want to do? And I was like, hair, I'm going to do hair. And, you know, when I told them that my passion is color, my brother's like, you think you could open a salon and do hair color and make good money? I was like, Jack, everybody colors their hair. And then he started looking, he's like, her hair colored? I'm like, yes. So it was like really eye-opening for them because they were more in electronic business. And I don't think they understood. It was completely opposite of what they were doing, you know? So they didn't really understand it until I started doing it and getting very successful at it that they were like, oh, whoa, okay, this is real. What did you think you learned from them? I mean, obviously it was physical goods, right? And what do you think you learned like from just watching that? A lot of creative people don't have a good business mind Mm -hmm. or um, don't have experience in business. So I think when a lot of creative people want to start a business, they don't know where to start. So when Mm -hmm. I was in beauty school and I was assisting, I was also moonlighting and working in the electronic stores. So I was working the register, I was cashing out, I was doing inventory. And when I worked for Orbe too, they gave me a lot of responsibilities too. They didn't have a manager a lot of the time. So I was hiring and firing. I was ordering the color and the towels and I was doing inventory. So all of those things you need to know to help you run a business like payroll, you know, how do you do payroll? That's a scary thing for people, right? You know, so those small things behind the office door, people don't really know how to run that. They get very nervous about that. How am I going to pay people? How do I pay taxes? How do I hire? How do I fire? Where do I, where do I begin? So coming from a family that had businesses, I always saw the back end of it. So it was a lot easier. And then, you know, my mom was a bookkeeper. And she helped me with payroll and had to manage a book because you have to know how to like, you have to know how to work in money. So I said, when I'm successful, I'm going to have my mother come and work my books. And that's what she does for me. Even today, she, she's in charge of the money, which is the best person you want to be in charge of your money is your mom. 
That's awesome. I, I love that story. Well, and I also feel like no matter what industry you're in, understanding customers, right? And understanding like how do you get them to come back, right? And how do you get them to, um, you know, as, as a, I don't know, I, I always sort of struggle with the customer is always right kind of statement because sometimes, you know, you might get to a point where you're not able to really satisfy them, but you try. There are some people that aren't, you're never going to satisfy. And the best thing I have learned in my career is that sometimes it's better not to have that person come back and, and service them if they're never happy than to have an unhappy customer. Totally. So you make space for another person who's happy and who appreciates your work instead of somebody who's not happy and always like pitching a fit on the floor, you know? So it's better to, for me, I like to have harmony and a peaceful environment, no matter what it takes. You have to walk into the salon and feel like, oh, this is fun. This is good energy. You play good music. It smells nice. Everybody's friendly from when you walk into the door to, you know, getting your service done, getting your hair shampooed. Everybody has to be friendly and happy to be there. If they're not, then they don't belong here. Well, and I think being a manager, being the CEO of your salon too, but I think that those are really important lessons that I think working with the public as early as you can. I worked in a toy store when I was 14 years old and I always tell people initially I just was excited because I would get to work the cash register. So you and I would have had a great thing going, you doing the hair, I was doing the cash register, but I learned so much more about buying and margins and all of those kind of things. So my uncle made me memorize tax on every dollar up to 500 so that I don't make any mistakes. I love it. And no cheat sheets. I love it. Oh, wow. That's that's an amaz- amazing tidbit. So I wonder if Ruben knows that about you. Probably that's going to be <laughs> I even forgot about that, but I remember that. So funny. So Orby, uh, you got your first job out of beauty school. How did you, how'd you get connected with him? A friend of mine was working there and um, he said they need another assistant. So color assistant, I you know, I told him the colorist about you and he wants to meet you. So I went in and I put my mom's like fancy coat on and I got all dressed up with heels and I knew nothing about, you know, working as a color assistant, but, um, I was very eager and I said, I'll do anything, anything, anything that you want. So I think I had a nice conversation with, uh, the colorist that was in charge of the whole department. His name is Brad Johns. We're still actually friendly today. And um, he said, okay, come in on Wednesday. We're all black and, you know, be ready to work hard. And I was, I never called out sick a day in my life. I never took a day off. I did whatever he wanted. If he wanted me to run errands for him, I ran errands. If he ran out of color, I went to the store and bought color with my own money, which I didn't have at the time. But, um, I did whatever it took and I did it with love. I didn't, I wasn't ever thinking like, oh, this is part of my job or, oh, I have to do this. Whatever they wanted me to do, I did. And I enjoyed it. I cleaned the whole color room. I um, organized his cards. 
I made sure everything was like perfect all the time. It was like, I did it out of pleasure and joy. And I think that all those things that I was doing, and a lot of people don't like to do those, like the minutia of it all. And I think that helped me learn how to run my own business, doing those things without knowing it. Yeah. Well, and obviously you were going to learn a lot too along the way. uh, And you loved, you know, working for him, but Definitely. I, it's, it's interesting. My first job when I moved to New York City, I worked at Time Magazine and I was an executive assistant. And I tell people the story a lot, people that have worked for me over the years, that I had extra time on my hands. And so friends of my boss would come by and sometimes they'd be in a hurry. They'd be really rushed. I said, just, you know, you need a copy made, you need whatever. And I would do it not because I felt like I was going to be rewarded in any way for it, but just because I was kind of bored. And I was just like, yeah, just give it to me. It's all great. And I ended up getting developing relationships with those people. And what was so interesting, years later, after starting Hint and we were getting into Amazon, one of the buyers for Amazon said, I remember you at time. And I remember you were always helpful. Like you would always like, you wouldn't complain about things. You were just like laughing and having a good time and whatever you were doing. So you never know who's watching, right? If it's somebody, I don't even remember him when he was working on the floor. um, But I think that's the key thing that it's not necessarily your boss or the person sitting next door. It's people watching you and you're a hard worker. And I bet that that is what people would say about Rita today. So for sure. So what was the key thing that you learned from Orbe? I learned a lot from Orbe. I learned how to work hard. I learned how to be humble. I learned how to manage. I learned how to work with celebrities. I learned how to be and how not to be, which is like, I tell everybody that's the most important. Watch me learn from my mistakes mm-hmm. and learn from my accomplishments, but watch me and do it from your heart. Whatever Orbe did, he did with love. If somebody was sick, he would say, um, with cancer, come in, I'll make a wig for you. I'll color your hair, you know? And he'd be like, Rita, this woman has no money. Can you help me out? Of course, of course I could help you. He would come in with like bags and bags and bags of hair extensions and at six o'clock at night and say, "Um, I need all of these colored by the morning and this is the sample. Color all of them. So I'd be up all night working on this hair. He'd come pick it up in the morning. Sometimes the shoot got canceled. So all of this would happen and I never once thought, oh, I should be paid for this or, you know, they keep right. me over time or blah, blah, blah. I can't even tell you. I never even understood what a 40 hour work week was ever until like, you know, I started my own business, but I was, did it gladly. And doing all of that helped me in my craft. It helped me learn how to be a better colorist. It helped me to have stamina and to be able to work long days to travel to um, just be strong and and hustle basically and do it with love because I was I love what I do so it never really felt like work. This episode is brought to you by Novo. 
The last thing you want to worry about when building your company is finding a solid business checking account. When I was looking 16 years ago, sadly, there wasn't very many options. But today, I can give you a great suggestion, Novo, a really great option for personalized business checking. Novo is a business banking platform built for today's business owners. Unlike the traditional banking model, Novo has no minimum balances, no transaction limits, and no hidden fees. Instead of a one-size-fits-all approach, Novo is customized for your business to save you time, free up cash flow, and with seamless integrations to Stripe, Shopify, QuickBooks Online, and more. And don't just take my word for it. Over 150,000 businesses have switched to Novo. Novo was also recently named Money Magazine's best business checking account option for app integrations. So sign up for your free business checking account right now at novo.co slash Kara. Plus, Kara Golden Show listeners get access to over $5,000 in perks and discounts. Go to novo.co slash Kara to sign up for free. Novo.co slash Kara. Novo Platform Inc. is a fintech, not a bank. Banking services provided by Middlesex Federal Savings, FA member FDIC. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Gusto. The company I founded, Hint, is always looking for new talent to add to our growing business. But like all executives, I want to find the perfect candidates to have the perfect fit. Did you know the average time it takes to fill a job these days is 24 days? And the average cost of hiring a new employee is close to $4,000. That is a lot of time and money and investment for sure. So here's an alternative that can save you time and money, Gusto. Gusto is a modern HR platform that helps you onboard new talent stay organized, and make sure they have the info they need to integrate nicely in your environment. With Gusto's full-service payroll, comprehensive benefits, and built-in learning and development tools, engaging your team has never been easier, even when much of your team is still remote. And when you've got some tough decisions on your hands, Gusto has reliable data and insights that can help you make the right decisions too. Finding and keeping great employees just got easier. Join the 200,000-plus businesses using Gusto today. Head to gusto.com slash Kara and get three months free. That's three months free of Gusto free only at gusto.com slash Kara. Today's episode is sponsored by Such a Voice. Have you ever thought about how your voice sets the stage for how you are perceived? Okay, so you may not be looking to be a voiceover actor, but maybe, just maybe, there are a few techniques that you wouldn't mind learning. No matter what you do for a living, your voice is the thing people are making decisions about from the moment you say something. That's why paying attention to what I'm about to talk about is key. Such a voice. 
That's our terrific sponsor of this segment. Such a Voice provides professional voiceover training for anyone. The great people at Such a Voice will take you through professional voice technique and even coach you through preparing, recording, and producing your own voiceover demo too. But why would you need this training? Well, that's a very good question. Whether you are thinking of interviewing on a podcast or recording your audiobook or giving that keynote at next year's company offsite, those techniques you will learn will teach you what real-world voice actors already know and help you be your very best. Visit such a voice slash Kara Golden, that's G-O-L-D-I-N, and receive a complimentary copy of Such a Voice's must-knows of voiceover. You will get expert tips from people who know how to have impact. Check out suchavoice.com slash Kara Golden today to learn from the experts. So what was the turning point for you when you decided, I'm going to leave? And do you remember like feeling scared, thinking, I mean, what if I fall on my face? I mean, what, I mean, this is, it's been a comfortable job for 10 years, all of these things. Like where, what was it that said, I can go do this? You know, it was, um, it's actually interesting and a little bit sad because at the end of my working at Orbe, they were having internal, I don't know exactly what was going on, but I knew something weird was happening. They were having mm-hmm. internal problems between the partners. And I don't know exactly what was the problem. I know that at the time it was like the early nineties and everybody was partying and hanging out and, you know, a lot of celebrities in and out a lot of drugs. So, and that's what made it like a lot of fun too, mm-hmm. but it got dark towards the end and it wasn't fun anymore so i had a conversation with orbe and i said you know it's naturally it's time for me to take a step and try this on my own and you know i found a location that i knew i could afford because i was very busy and i said if i could pay the rent myself then i could win here and um i found a location a small little place and um, opened the shop. And I didn't take any people with me. I said, whoever wants to come will just call me and say, I'll come. But for now, it's just going to be me. And um, I did have a partner for a a little while. It was um, a hair stylist, but that didn't work out. After a few months, we were just like, you know, we had two opposite way of doing business. I was a hustler and she was just, you know, not interested in working so hard to build the company so you know it was fine we we split up and i just kept the place and she moved on but um was i ever scared no i wasn't scared i was in my 20s and i don't think that you're scared in your 20s of anything you don't think anything's gonna you know you're indestructible so i wasn't scared i knew what i had to do i was doing it my clients just came with me and God is always with me because six months after I opened my salon, Orbe's salon closed down. Wow. And and so a lot of people came. So a lot of people came. <laughs> you know, people were calling me from the beginning, say, I really want to come when the time is right. Will you have me? And I did, it was, the place was small, so I couldn't just have everybody come. I wanted the best of the best. 
And I wanted people who had the same energy as I had, who wanted to work, we had fun, who I had long-term relationships with and I trusted. So, you know, I had a lot of my friends and they still work for me now if they're in the business, those people that came with me from the beginning. We're still a team. Plus we have more people on the, the team, but those initial people are still with me. That's amazing. So who was the, the first celebrity? Mariah Carey. Mariah. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Were you nervous? To- no, no. <laughs> I wasn't nervous. You, you don't seem like you get nervous very often. <laughs> I don't get nervous. I wasn't, I was nervous in, in another way, right? Because I'm my worst critic and I'm very hard on myself. And I didn't, I grew up listening to Mariah and I love Mariah. I wasn't really nervous about her celebrity. I just wanted to make sure that I did a good job. Right. So for me, it's never about the person like Beyonce or JLo. It's not about them. It's about me doing a good job. So I'm never really nervous about the person. I just want to make sure that I am happy with my work. Yeah. And I'm always like brutally honest. If they want to do something that I don't think is a good idea, I won't do it. I won't do it. I don't care who it is. I said, this is not a good idea. I remember one celebrity said, I want to bleach my hair out. And I said, bad idea. And I had colored her sister's hair. I bleached it out. And her sister has different texture and it's a you know completely different personality. So it worked for her. She said, but you did it for my sister. I said, for you, it's not a good idea. And I work with my clients for many, many years. So somebody on her team said, I know somebody who's willing to do this. Do you want to do it? She tried it. The next day, I got my phone call saying, I don't know why I didn't listen to you, but now you have to come fix it. My hair is falling out. So I said, it's not that I don't know how to do it. I just don't think it's a good idea. And I'm not going down that road where I do something for you. I know in my heart is not the right thing and you're going to be upset. So I'd rather somebody else do that, make that mistake because I know that it's not going to work. So I do say no to a lot of things because I just don't believe in them. And I think that's what keeps my clients coming back to me long-term because I'm honest. Yeah. And they trust your judgment too. So that's, that's a, that's such a key thing that you're not just going to follow trends or what they want to do. You're because trends aren't great for everybody. You know, trends are, are, you know, you can take, part of a trend and, and, you know, use it for you, but you can't follow a trend because it's different for everybody. Not everybody could follow that trend. It doesn't work for everybody's hair and their hair texture. So you just do color, right? You don't do cuts. And how did you make that decision? I never really liked cutting hair. I liked color. Mm -hmm. And, um, when I started at Orbe, they they had departments. It was a cutting and color. So I got to do exactly what I wanted to do. And I feel like it's an art and you can be great at one part of it and not like cutting. And I asked that too, because I think that no matter what industry you're in, really understanding what you're good at and what you enjoy. I also assisted for a very long time. I wanted to know that I could confidently do my job on my own. So a lot of kids now want to assist for like six months or they don't want to assist at all or for a year. And when am I going to get promoted? 
the truth is the first three years, I was just learning color. I was learning the fundamentals. And then once I knew that, I was learning, I was watching and learning the tips and tricks that you don't really see when you don't know fundamentals. Does yeah. that make sense? So I trained for okay. about five or six years. I was uh, for five years, I think. And I, I even said to Brad, I don't want to be promoted. I'm not ready yet. I know you have a bunch of people here that are fighting to, to be promoted and be colorist. I'm not one. Take me out of that game. I'm here to learn. I want to learn everything that I can. Teach me, teach me, teach me. And he did. And it was it. It was like uh, slow and steady wins the race because a lot of those people don't even exist anymore. They didn't really learn their craft and you make a lot of mistakes and color is no joke. It's a chemical and you can screw up a lot if you don't know what you're doing. And I knew that I took it seriously. What's the biggest secret about color that people don't necessarily know? That it is a chemical and you have to respect the chemical and hair texture and, and ethnicities and It'll react differently to yes, different it reacts things. differently yeah. to everybody. And you have to have experience. You have to know what you're doing. You can't just say, oh, I saw this on TikTok. You know, I learned this on YouTube. Like this girl came in the other day and she said her hair was like all broken off. And she said, well, I bleached my hair out. I, I did it on you. I found a YouTube video. What are you thinking? Like, this is serious. You could have chemical burn on your scalp. It's dangerous. It's not like I color my hair at home. This is cool. A lot of bad things can happen. So you have to respect the chemical. So you created, was it the first root concealer for consumers? I didn't create, I invented it. So everybody kept saying to me, Rita, start a product line. Rita, start a product line. I said, I'm not starting. The world doesn't need another shampoo conditioner, you know? Like what's what's my product going to be any different from anybody else's? And I said, until I think of, one product that is not on the market that people need, I'm not spending my money on another shampoo. So I was traveling all around the world at the time. And I got the same question from every person I've ever spoken to. What can we do at home in between hair color? I color my gray every two weeks. My gray comes in so fast. And I just one day woke up and said, oh my God, how is this not a solution like how is this not a product so it took me about four years after that initial thought like how can i create this product that doesn't exist like what form is it going to be is it going to be a crayon is it going to be a spray is it like i would go to the home depot and look at different like products and and different um delivery systems and packaging and one day i just thought oh my god spraying it has to be so easy spray and then it took me a long time to find a chemist to do it and i found a chemist and um one of the biggest mistakes i made is that i trusted the chemist and i did not sign he kept putting me off with the paperwork didn't want to sign it didn't want to sign the paperwork and then when we were close to it he never actually signed the paperwork And he decided that he wasn't going to work with me anymore. And I had to find another chemist to do, uh, to finish the project. And um, I guess because they had worked with me creating, I created it. I went to them saying, this is the product that I want to do. Can you help me? And they really didn't understand what I wanted until like we finally got into it. 
And then um, they, I guess they had the idea and they, they wanted, they said, this is pretty, pretty brilliant. You know, we can take it and use it and sell it to somebody. They never signed the paperwork, which was my mistake, but I was also very green and didn't, you know, I believe them. Um, So I found another chemist and I still work with those, um, with that chemist today. And the difference between my product and everybody else's product is one, the, the colors. For me, it was so important. I'm a colorist first. So I had to create a color system that works for everybody's hair color. No matter who colors your hair, it has to be so natural, like neutral so that it can blend out everybody's hair. So yes, everybody L'Oreal copied and they have a lot of money and they could do commercials and have Eva Longoria, like be their spokesperson, but their color is not the same as my color. They could have like learned what the formula is. I guess it's pretty simple, but my root concealer, I did so much R&D on that, on the root concealer. I would spray my mom, her sisters, my cousins, go take a spin class. If it comes off, we're not done yet. So I did a lot of research to make sure go swimming. If it comes off, where use a white pillowcase. If it comes off, we're not ready. So we did all of that. And I could tell you with full confidence that my root concealer is not transfer proof and it's water resistant and it's not going anywhere until you shampoo it out. So the other ones copied, but they didn't really do the R and D that I did for it. And I guess it's like, you know, flattering, but at the same time, I tried to get a patent on it, but the patent didn't, you know, they wouldn't give me a patent on it. I don't know why they kept denying my patent because I think it is a different product and it was a a new invention, but they didn't see it that way. So I wasn't able to protect myself that way. But you have a trademark though, right? Yes. Yeah. And so that's, that's good. Well, and I think like, that's something that no matter what industry you're in, I think everybody learns the hard way. Uh, the you know first few people that you're working with, especially when you've got an idea, yeah. you're very trusting. Everybody seems interested. So onward and upward. But that's an important lesson for people that are starting businesses. Even Rita, they sign your paperwork. Yeah, no, that's really really smart, and I'm sure that will never happen to you again. Never, <laughs> never, ever, ever. You know, I was very lucky because Sephora. I knew a lot of people from the industry, and Sephora was like, you know what, this is genius. We want to have this exclusively. So, you know, I was able to. So at first, I was like, this is a product for mass. I want everybody to be able to um, use the root concealer. But then Sephora came and they were so excited and it was such a great partner. I said, okay, let's do it this way, which I'm happy we did do it that way. And they were a great partner for many years. That's amazing. So, and today you're available with your amazing product. And Rita and I were talking about my hair is is red. If you're not watching this on YouTube, uh, it's red and it's very, very tough. Um, And the, the red that you have is like, it looks amazing. So it was really, really great. And mine's multiple shades of red. So it took me uh, a long time to do the red. And the, the longest was the light brown. 
took me one whole year to do the formula for the light brown. That's amazing. So we have, you know, it's interesting. You'd think light brown would be one of the easiest ones, right? For, I guess the average person, yes. But for me, I'm a colorist and I'm very specific in tone. I think that's really where I stand out with other people is my tone with hair color and tone, skin tone, hair color, like the balance of, of tones. That's really the difference between why I'm different than everybody else. Yeah. Well, and you've got an eye for this stuff. And it's natural. Obviously. You either have it or you don't. I think over the years I learned that. You can feel your passion and your interest and your curiosity and all, all those things of a, you know, amazing entrepreneur and business person for sure. So what's been the biggest challenge besides the formulation that you didn't expect in launching hair products? You know, we, Sephora was a great partner for a long time. And then we were doing great numbers with them and said, you know, it's time to expand as you would naturally. And we went to Ulta and Sephora wasn't very happy about that. And the love kind of fizzled. And then I realized that, you know, I have to, you know, take my business and like look at it from my perspective and not so much as from the retailer's perspective. Mm -hmm. And the great thing is when we were in quarantine, I realized how important the root concealer was because people weren't able to get to the salon. So we, our numbers were like magnificent. I don't, I don't know if our website could have even handled the business that we were doing. Thank God. And we also did like at-home color kits in the salon for our salon clients. So we, we really were smart about it. And then I got a very interesting call from Walmart. And they were very interested in carrying the root concealer and the glosses. And I think they realized how important it was for their customer as well. And I thought, oh, wow, this is a whole different ballgame now. Like this is mass. And, and my, is this something that we want to do? And when we saw the numbers and how many locations they have and the volume that we could do and the people that we could get the product in their hands that probably don't even know about the root concealer. I mean, the only other companies I think are L'Oreal, which is a big one. Clairol, I think now has a touch up. So I just thought, you know what? My whole idea with the root concealer from day one was to help women, men, everywhere, not just luxury, everywhere. Everybody should have the opportunity to use good products. It's not mm -hmm. fair that it should be only for people who could shop at Sephora. It shouldn't be like, you know, you get cheap products at mass places. That's not fair because you can make good products and sell them in mass stores. It's possible to do on a budget. It is possible. I know everybody thinks that you know, products at the drugstore have to be cheap. They don't have to be cheap. Those companies just make them cheap. You can make good products and just sell them, you know, because you're selling in bulk. So you make your money up that way. So I said, you know what, let's do this is what I wanted to do from the, from the beginning. Let's do it. Let's go for it. And we partnered with Walmart and thank God we're doing well with them. But again, Sephora wasn't happy about it. And they said, if you're going to sell at Walmart, we can't have you here. And that was fine for me because I just thought, you know what? 
you guys are so funny because here you are partnering at Kohl's and what's the difference in the customer? There's no difference. Kohl's customer is a Walmart customer. So, you know, I just found it funny that they were snobbish about it, but really they have to make their numbers as well, you know? So I just found that to be very interesting. Well, it's interesting. It's the life cycle of a brand too, right? I think that that's the other thing is that I have a story that we went into Starbucks nationwide with our product. And it's a story I share in my book, Undaunted, about, you know, when we were removed from the case Um, and we were doing great, um, but they wanted to put food that was a higher margin business. And I could argue you know, well, you shouldn't do this, but they weren't going to do it. And unfortunately, I was really dependent on that account. That was like my big account. It was almost 40% of our overall business. And when they were discontinuing our product, it hurt, right? I was really, I was running around. I had inventory. I was trying to figure out exactly what I was going to do. And that's when we ended up going into Amazon, which I know you're in as well. And we ended up starting our own direct-to-consumer business. And then we went into Walmart and we went into Target and a bunch of others. And so we started to spread out so that the consumer could actually access the product. And there were definitely people who said, well, if you're in this store or you're in this store, then we're not going to work with you. But I felt like People had tried it at Starbucks initially, and they were looking for it. And right. and yeah. like I still to this day would love Hint to be in Starbucks, but we had to make that decision because we had to service the consumer, and that's how we thought about it. And you know, and it, I think it's the same way for from what I'm hearing from you. I mean, Sephora was a great place for trial, and now yeah. it's available in a lot more places. And so it's all, as I always say, it's all good, right? Like, And mind you, I did all of this by myself. I have no investors. It's all me. That is absolutely incredible. Inventory, cash flow, inventory, cash flow. It's always about a, a very fine balance, you know? So when you don't have like investor just pumping money into it, you have to really be smart about your cash flow and inventory. So that's something that I've learned. And I'm learning now more with Walmart because they're big box. So they need a lot of product. So that's, you know, something that I'm learning now, which I kind of love. I love to do because people like you've been doing this so long, you don't get bored. I can't get bored because I'm always doing something different and I have to learn. So my brain is always in motion, always in motion. So um, for me, like, you know, the salon is changing all the time. Clientele is changing and the environment's changing. The products are growing. They're changing. So it's always something that keeps me learning and growing and changing. And, you know, you do have to change with the times. You can't just sit still and think like your old ways are going to work. It doesn't work like that, anymore, especially after the pandemic. The whole world's different things, mm-hmm. you know, you have, you have supply chain demands, you know, that, that are, it takes us longer to make the root concealer. So there's a lot of things that now we have to tackle on that we never had to do before. And I think I love that. Is that weird to say? It's like fun to figure it out. You know, I don't stress, I don't get nervous because I think at the end of the day, you know, um, God got me this far 
for a reason, you know? So I have faith that everything usually, everything always works out. I say, I tell that to my team all the time. Like it's fine. It always works out one way or the other. It's going to work out, you know, just chill, sit tight. Yeah. Everything's going to work out. And it always does. It's an amazing attitude to have. And you are such an inspiration. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing all of this with us. So we're so people can find it, the products at Walmart. They can come to New York and get their hair done by you and your team. And uh, and you're available on Amazon as well. And also also on your own site? Or, or are you just yeah, selling it Amazon.com. Amazing. And you have an incredible Instagram account as well. So everybody follow uh, Rita there too. And thank you again for sharing all of your wisdom and lessons. And and as I said, you're so inspirational. And I know a lot of people took away so much. So thank you. And thanks everybody for listening. We're here every Monday, Wednesday, and soon Friday. We're adding another day. Um, we have amazing guests on that are entrepreneurs and founders and people who are real disruptors uh, and innovators like Rita. So thanks everyone. Definitely download the podcast um, so that you are not going to miss out on all these great, great people that we have on and give Rita five stars uh, for her podcast because that really makes a difference in the algorithm. So please, please, please do that. And find me on all social platforms at Kara Golden. And don't forget to pick up a copy of my book or order it on Audible. Uh, It's called Undaunted and it talks all about my journey. And thank you everyone for listening. Have an excellent week and we'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Before we sign off, I want to talk to you about fear. People like to talk about fearless leaders, but achieving big goals isn't about fearlessness. Successful leaders recognize their fears and decide to deal with them head on in order to move forward. This is where my new book, Undaunted, comes in. This book is designed for anyone who wants to succeed in the face of fear, overcome doubts, and live a little undaunted. Order your copy today at undauntedthebook.com and learn how to look your doubts and doubters in the eye and achieve your dreams. For a limited time, you'll also receive a free case of hint water. Do you have a question for me or want to nominate an innovator to spotlight? Send me a tweet at Kara Golden and let me know. And if you like what you heard, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow along with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Kara Golden. Golden. Thanks for listening.